Oh, gosh, I, I almost forgot to mention. You are listening to the Open Mic Comedy Show, recorded live May 24th, 2021, at the Colorado Comedy Show's Virtual Event Center. Please, get ready to laugh in five, four, three. Looking at You're looking at the Colorado Comedy Show's Virtual Event Center and the new Mike Langworthy Theater. Uh, just so you know, his contract writer is pretty extensive and goes into the exact thread count and uh, sourcing of uh, each one of the gold threads in the red curtain. Um, it's pretty particular. Uh, but without further ado, I should introduce you to our host. He's an ace. Uh, uh, you know, number one in this place. Would you please welcome on Monday nights uh, the host of our comedy show, Mr. Mike Langworthy, ladies and gentlemen. Nice round of applause for Michael Langworthy. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, all but one of you is adorable. Um, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> it's already starting. Are you, are you picking on the one black guy? Because no. <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. Wait, there's black people on the show? Okay, I'm not what? on the one black guy, but way to make it about you. Oh. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, we weren't even going to discuss race tonight, but you know. And so, I showed up. No, no, it's not because you showed up. We're not. I mean, you know, it was just something that we don't generally, you know, go into things like um, how real I, stuff. How in God's name are you watching a hockey playoff game? Um, we don't get into that because <laughs> um, a star, he's a star in that league, and I knew it was going to happen sooner or later. As soon as, uh, as soon as you solved your problems with the First Nations and started to deal with your black uh, citizens, I thought it would be only a matter of time before black people would become prominent in the league. And I congratulate you for that. Um, we are having a lot of trouble in American football, um, trying to get uh, some black people into the management of it. Um, because apparently the people who own the teams only own the teams because somehow they managed to miss the boat on that whole slavery kerfuffle during the Civil War. <laughs> so now they own football teams, so they can just you know, sort of squeeze their eyes tightly shut and think they still own black people. Um, anyway, that's just my take on this great country of ours. Lighthearted way to start the show. Oh, I try to, you know, what yeah. I, I don't. I've it said, is always weird when you hear some professional player has been sold to another team. And you're like, you know, yeah, I know. <laughs> there must be a different way of putting that. There, there, yeah, I think there's a different way of putting it, but they don't seem to have come up with that. Optics, uh, you know. Auctioned off. Auctioned off. Is more oh, that's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> so much better. Yeah, they go on the block. Yeah. <laughs> Did they look at their teeth first? Like, what's going on with that? Like, oh, jeez. <laughs> it seems wrong. Yeah, it does. It does. It does seem wrong. Um, so, at any rate, here's the thing. Um, see how they if you just introduce the topic, Chuck, and you kids who are just starting out in comedy, Bruce, listen to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
if you just introduce the topic, you don't have to be the funniest one in the room. You just have to recognize it when it comes out. See what I mean? So it turned into a comedy, a comedy discussion without with me just having to bring up the topic. It's a serious societal thing. I learned that from Richard. Oh, I'm sorry, Richard Pryor, for those of you who haven't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> love him, love him. Yeah, I know. It's it, I I hate it when people name drop. I mean, it was just. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the things that really gets on my nerves. The whole name you know who's like that, Bob De Niro. He's oh, awful with the name. Rando <laughs> warned me about him. Enough already with this stuff. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yes, I am like looking Marlon, at Marlon. Why can't you just let me meet him and make my own decisions? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he's all no. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what he's in. about. I get a I get a cross smoke signal from Seishin Little Feather after. It. Nice <laughs> reference. Yeah, you gotta. Wow. See, just, I've said it many times. Many officer, times. Many officer times down. before the open mic, you don't just laugh at the open mic. You also uh -huh. learn. Um, so, anyway. Mike, I learned. This is where I learned how to laugh, Mike. Okay. <laughs> so think Let's about that laugh again after that marriage, huh? Um, what? <laughs> this I don't need. You know, we give ourselves a lot of shit, but um, Ned and I, we really love people. Um, not necessarily each other. <laughs> not necessarily all the time. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, you piece of shit. <laughs> thank, well, thank uh, you. Coming, <laughs> coming I can't stay mad at you, Mike. I can't. I, know, I tried. But, well, sure, life is finite, so it has to end sometime. Mm. All right. <laughs> Here's what I'm trying to say. My message of love to you as a group of people. <clears throat> a lovely show. We have people coming to us from all over the country and from countries outside the United States. A concept of um, United States only began to recognize relatively recently <laughs> that there are countries outside the United States. Um, and because uh, one of our acts is coming to us from Ireland, it's very late where he comes from. That doesn't mean you're getting on first, by the way. <laughs> I want to just name the first the first two comics. And uh, for the rest of the show, listen up, everybody. Uh, all the spots are five minutes. At four minutes, I flash a light that goes like this. Boom. You got a minute to wrap up. Um, and uh, let's see, what was, gonna, what was I going to say? Um, sometimes I interrupt people just because I feel like it. It's my shows. <laughs> um, sometimes. <laughs> so if you if you paid attention when other people were on, Ned, instead of filing <laughs> nails, you notice that not everybody gets interrupted. I wish I knew what you were talking about. There's other people on the show. I'm sorry. The funny thing is we went to the same university and I seem to have gotten something out. All right. Well, okay. I'm just saying that that's how the show works. If you look, keep checking the uh, public chat because I, I go two comics ahead in the public chat. Um, and since we were having such a great time solving all America's racial problems, uh, I didn't get to talk about the first two comments, but let's do it this way tonight, because I know that um, um, one of our acts is taping across the hall, so we're going to try to get him in here while he can, and then he can You go mean on. for his Christmas special? Yes. Tape, yes. Why would you tape that in May? I don't get it. 
um, life expectancy issues. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 particular person got is, me again. <laughs> yeah. You've bested me again, Langworthy. This, um, this particular act is got uh, fourth stage renal cancer, and we just want, we're hoping he lasts the I'll be honest Aww. with you. Aww. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. Do you think I would really say that if it was renal cancer? God, no. It's pancreatic cancer. No. Why did you go to the cancer? Well, you know? That's funny stuff. If it's funny the first time, it's really funny at the way. That's the thing that they say. Oh, um, <laughs> in various places. Mike, have you done this before, or stand up, or insult you? <laughs> uh, I get them mixed up, but yeah, sure. It seems like kind of a dark beginning to the show. It doesn't all. respond. Doesn't really, you know, okay. You can make anything funny if you're a big enough clown, and I okay. okay, okay. Absolutely, you know, you can make anything funny, and and interestingly, you can make anything not funny. Just watch <laughs> right here. Right. Yeah, thanks for the example. <laughs> we, we've had nine minutes of this. <laughs> watch everything Red Skelton ever did, if you don't believe me. Okay. <laughs> um, our first act tonight is that lovable guy, who in fact is not ill. He's just taping across the hall. <laughs> um, uh, Ned Rice is a uh, long time. Me? Yeah. Uh, well, oh, didn't, right. you said okay. that you had to go someplace and do a live spot for people who actually like it. It's already done, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, do, your, I'll do your show. Uh, no, well, you know what? You usually wait. You usually have to wait very long for the show. And our, our second act will be John O'Keefe because John oh, is he's uh, wonderful. He has well, he is wonderful. He has time. Mm -hmm. See, we don't, we won't go in this way. We don't go into such a deep hole. Plus, John gets to go to bed if he needs to. Thanks. So, um, when you say deep hole, you mean you, you anticipate kind of a lull after my set or during my well, set? Not so much after your set. Um, it seems no, before. It. Why don't we discuss it as they say off mic? Okay. <laughs> First. First, I want to bring on a guy that I've known. Off mic, isn't that you? Mondays at eight. <laughs> yes, that is Mondays at eight o'clock. Off on a tear, teaching the world about comedy yet again. That's what I am every Monday at eight o'clock. Um, I should be charging for this, um, if only to get you released from this phone call people are like the button doesn't work the button doesn't work all right anyway uh john um hold on for five minutes and uh ned will be done and mm. well, uh, be i want done. that almost mistake right there we'll all have a laugh <laughs> so why do i do this why every week <laughs> you know why um that's because i'm a sick sick man Let's give a big round of applause, shall we, to Ned Rice. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Welcome to Mike Langworthy's first intervention. I think it's going really well. I think we're off to a good start. Can I get anybody a drink? Huh? Can I get anybody a drink? That's that quality I like about you, Mike, is to you always sort of miss the point. 
<laughs> I, I, wow. Uh, Mike is here, so I'll talk more bitter. Okay. Listen, <laughs> folks, I think that you look like a nice cross section of America. So I'm just, just going to run this by just, uh, you're familiar with the Amazon Plus logo. You, you've seen this. It's like the, that thing on the blue background, right? Anybody? Yes. Yeah. It's yes, rather yes. popular. Uh, that is the underside of an erect circumcised penis, correct? I mean, that's what that is. I'm not imagining that. I'm not seeing things. That's exactly what that is. And it's everywhere. Am I right? Sure. I just need you to tell me that it's okay. All right. Mm. Because I, mean, I, I don't care. I don't care if that's what they're using as their logo. But it's just a little, you know, when I see one of those things on the on the side of an 18 wheeler and it's coming straight at me on the freeway, it's a little unsettling. It's just just as a visual, you know, I'd hate to get rear ended by that guy. It would just it would make for a very awkward funeral, I think. Uh, uh, how did Ned go? Was it a heart attack? No, he got T-boned by one of those giant penis trucks. Oh, don't don't tell his mother. She'd hate that. You know? But but, you know, it's not a you know, I don't care if you want to if you want to use a a phallic symbol as your logo. I mean, that's your business, but it. But good luck making any money with that business plan, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> They're rather successful. Okay. But again, it's not my, I, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't care about, it's not a sex thing or a gay thing. Reminds me, this guy I work with, he, he's always saying, you know, I'm not gay, but that Bradley Cooper, he's a really good looking guy. I'm not gay, but if I was, that Chris Hemsworth would be. And I finally, I said to them, you know, I'm just putting this out there, Bill. What if you are gay? I mean, you, you, I just told you I'm not gay. Yeah, I know, I know. I, by the way, say it, don't spray it. But Bill, um, <laughs> for a guy who's not gay, you seem to have given this great deal of thought. Oh, but I, I'm married. Oh, oh, okay. Well, then that 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 guarantees like there aren't any married men who secretly have gay sex that's for sure that's never happened darn tootin i'm glad we <laughs> sorted this out so are we still going camping this weekend <laughs> yeah, probably not uh, yeah, i think not um maybe well let's just hug it out then no what we're gonna do is we're just gonna do a little fist bump and then and then i'm gonna be on my way and then you you just stay here and be not gay okay that's cool but uh <laughs> go on to the tony awards right <laughs> yeah okay sure this is what I deal with, folks, and it's very sad. I also have a coworker who, who thinks he has great gaydar. You know, gaydar when you can tell. Yeah. yeah. He's he's like, you know, I think Fred might be bisexual. Like, really? Why do you think that? Well, have you noticed every time he has coffee, he puts half and half in it? Hello? And I'm like, no, that's not that's not an indication of being that has nothing to do with why don't you go talk to Fred? I hear he's not gay. Why don't you do that? And so this is what I'm dealing with, folks. I'm also here to let you know that um, about a month from today, I'll be celebrating three years sober. All so right. That's something I'm proud of. Yeah. Well, to the extent that you can actually celebrate such a thing like, hey, Ned, how about another root beer? You know what? I'm good, guys. I'm just going to go home and lay down for a while. So it's going to be a, a pretty low-key celebration. But uh, I'm, I'm very happy to have, to have gotten into recovery, I, I uh, about three years ago, as I say, I, I decided, you know, it's been fun, but I think it's time for me to quit drinking. And uh, the judge and the jury both agreed that it was actually a unanimous jury. They said, yes, Matt, that is a great idea. You need to let that go. So um, 
when I was drinking, my my drink of choice was uh, vodka cranberries. I drank a lot of vodka and a lot of cranberry juice over the years. Just to give you an idea uh, how much cranberry juice I put away, I've never had a urinary tract infection in my entire life. So, <laughs> I, ladies, you're going to back me up on that one. That's a really good sign. Uh, I love being sober. I used to be a I used to be an everyday blackout drinker. And now that I'm sober, I get to find out how movies end, which is so much fun. Just the other day, I, I got through Thelma and Louise all the way to the end sober. Now I know why there was no sequel. There was no Thelma and Louise 2. Because they went out to, you know, it's like, it's over. Oh, and then I recently, I got through all the way through Titanic for the first time. And when that ship went down, boy, I did not see that coming. Oh, by the way, sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah. So again, no Titanic to the deuce. It's not, there's no reason to do that. So that's over. I started drinking when I was very, I started drinking and doing drugs when I was very young. Very young. First time I ever snorted cocaine, I used a silly straw. That's how, that's how little, how young really I was. And, uh, I had, I had a Fisher Price bong. So it was a, it was a child. <laughs> and, and it was mostly because I was so depressed. Even as a little child, I remember when I was four years old, my, my mother caught me in my sister's bedroom with my head in her easy bake oven. She said, Oh my God, our little man's depressed. Lou, get a picture. He's trying to off himself just like grandpa. So that's kind of the background I'm coming from. You know what? My time is up, but thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the evening. Yeah. Okay. No, really, Ned. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, no, I'm just saying again, Ned. So that oh, just you're just remembering my name. That's cool. Uh -huh. Trying to drum up a little interest in your last five minutes. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, not only do you not laugh, but learn, but you also learn about people who live in other countries. And, and on a night like this, um, when it's Victoria Day in Canada. <laughs> The yeah. National Day of Mourning for Picking the Wrong Side in the Revolution. <laughs> I want to bring on a guy from uh, Ireland who uh, comes from a country where they were always attempting a revolution against the English oppressors. Uh, and uh, Let's have a big round of applause for him because he's a patriot, goddammit. He's a fucking patriot. So laugh. Please welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. You're on. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I, I, I was waiting for my name, but that's okay. We're, we're going. We're name. going. While you were saying hello, I was saying your name. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a pro, I swear. Uh, it's great to be here. I love gigging for Americans. I do. You're good people. But I have to ask some questions. What is Trader Joe's? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that confuses me. That confuses me nearly as much as Joe Exotic and uh, Joe Biden. All the Joes. Yeah. They, all just, <laughs> they all just seem vaguely strange from a distance. Like, I, I've been having this recurrent thought about Joe Exotic and Joe Biden walking around Trader Joe's bickering about how Biden's presidency is ruining their sexual relationship. Uh, <laughs> just me? No one else? You just see like Joe Exotic, you've changed, Joe, since you became president. Then Biden counters, but at least I didn't try to get someone killed. Not that we know of anyway. You know, it's just getting dirty. 
Mm-hmm. Then they, uh, they kiss and make up in the aisles and then they walk out because uh, Joe Biden shouldn't be shopping as president and Joe Exotic should, of course, be in prison. Uh, it's an unusual <laughs> Saturday in Trader Joe's in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I googled a lot of things to write this. Book. <laughs> I, I, I do have to be honest. When I wrote that last bit, I hadn't slept for a long time, and I was listening to the theme for Taxi Driver on loop while thinking of bitterness from the past. Oh, no, so I was in a very creative but unhealthy place. It was good. Sometimes I can't tell uh, Canadians and Americans apart. Is that offensive? I can't. I can't figure. Oh, I mean, no. me, you all look the same, mostly white. That's it. You know. Does <laughs> <laughs> the Irish guy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a cheer if you're from a shithole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm from the only shithole in Ireland. Like it's, it's a place called Limerick, affectionately known as Stab City. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Probably because we don't have tourism, we have victims. You know? <laughs> you know how that goes. One time I was on a date with a girl and I said I'm from Limerick and she asked why. <laughs> like, I was like, so we can have this conversation and I can stop following you. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> like I, I, I'm proud of where I'm from. You know, it's not the greatest, but it's not terrible. But I found a, I found a guidebook on Ireland and I wanted to find something positive about Limerick. So I turned to the Limerick section and the opening line was literally, there's not much positive to say about Limerick. <laughs> I, was like, that's, I was like, that's not ideal given it's the only thing I want from this fucking guidebook. Um <laughs> The next line was, uh, Limerick has a gritty, crime-ridden feel you associate with larger cities. And I was like, fucking hell, we overachieve. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but this yeah. is starting to sound a little like a hate crime. I hope this improves. Uh, next line. In 2008, Limerick was murder capital of Europe, while wow. Ireland was safest country overall. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I think that's statistically impossible, but I'll take it. Uh, but here's the thing. No one's going to tell. But the best thing about being from Limerick is still just not being from England. <laughs> that's, uh, uh. that's always. I got three, three minutes and uh, three and a half minutes into my set before slandering the English. That's a, that's a new record. It's never taken, <laughs> uh, never taken that long. You, you have to slag off the English if you're like Irish or Scottish or Welsh or from anywhere else in the world, actually. They really got around and fucking did a number of people. Um, <laughs> never forget. Never forget. Never forget. They were an empire. It's fine. Um, I, I, I have a, I, my jo- I have a girlfriend and uh, I love her, I think. <laughs> I do. I do. She's <laughs> Uh, you know, it wanes, it wanes, it goes up and down. But I do, I mainly I love her. But I find our relationship has changed over the years. We're together five years now. And I find that her job nowadays is mainly to upgrade me from whatever bastard software I came with uh, to something more presentable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to think I was like, I was like a Windows 95 when we met. Uh, and she's kind of bumped me up to like a Windows Vista. Which is like, she really, really, she thinks deep down that she can get me up to a Windows 10, but I'm a fucking seven at best. Five years uh, <laughs> like she's got brand loyalty, but she could probably do with changing operating systems herself. Um, okay, guys, thanks. That's about me. Uh, uh, to you. Thank you so much.
John O'Keefe. Yeah. Yeah. Yielding back the remainder of his time. Um, <laughs> He's a good senator. Yeah, my people bailed. Um, yeah, we bailed from uh, England when uh, they had taken over. I believe they had taken over um, Ireland 20 years before. So we got out in a fucking hurry. Um, you know, that, that was, they're not really going anywhere with that. So um, all water under the bridge now. We've, so, we've forgotten clearly. <laughs> Mike, what are your memories of that day, Mike? How, what was it like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm beautiful, it was beautiful the day we sailed. <laughs> I've spoken out of turn once again. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> Priscilla asked me to marry her, and I said, "What? Get back! At, what? You supposed to come over on the Mayflower? So shut up, man. Let's go back. Damn it. God damn it!" Um, no, I went to a very dark place just there. Just so, in case you know, I wasn't going to see now, and it's completely a reasonable assumption. But I wasn't going to see now. I just went to an extremely dark place that was not going to get a laugh in any known universe. What was it like to tell? What was it like to tell dirty jokes on the Mayflower, Mike? <laughs> Those guys were a tough crowd. I'm trying to tell you, you know, not like that Pinta crowd or that Santa Maria crowd. You people are nice. I heard you made real pilgrims progress. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I was supposed to middle, but I bumped up to a uh, headliner because Miles Standish got stage fright. And I kept <laughs> you speak for yourself, Miles Standish. I don't want to do your time. I'm not getting paid to headline. Did that help you with your work on cruise ships today, Mike? Or <laughs> no, no, actually, I... Uh, I clean rooms on cruise ships now. So oh, okay. It wasn't that much of a help. Yeah, especially when the fire. people aren't in them. <laughs> <laughs> and by clean, I mean pilfer. Yes. Uh, but anyway, you know, I keep saying that I'm going to introduce another act and then I don't. So I apologize for that. And Jerry, I apologize for making you wait. Wrong. But let's bring him on now. Jerry Hodges. Ladies hey, and hey, yeah. hey, hey, Jerry. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. I'm used to having a whole bunch of old white people make me wait for shit that I'm looking forward to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, don't excuse anything I'm wearing right now because the game just went to double overtime. So, yeah, I'm all good. Uh, so, I'm just going to do a whole bunch of one-liners. If you like them, you like them. If not, uh, fuck you. Uh, oh. Crazy, my people are making you wait for stuff. Your people are like Americans. Oh, right? no. Yeah. Well, you mean Americans, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I mean. White Americans. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Quit uh, I'm, I have a whole bunch of one liners, but I'm going to dedicate uh, a majority of my one liners to the memory of Paul Mooney. Yes, there's some controversy around his life, but I'm just going to do this for him. So these are just one-liners. I'm just going to throw them out there. I did a set for Frankenstein's monster. He left in stitches. Ha! <laughs> 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 Kinder surprise, or what I like to call child labor in a chocolate shell. <laughs> <laughs> I went out for Halloween dressed as a soccer ball. I did it just for kicks. <laughs> 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 
I went on a blind date. The, the woman said the whole time, you can take the blindfold off now. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen her since. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. Created by a guy who couldn't spell margarine. <laughs> I bought a defective memory foam pillow. Turns out it has Alzheimer's. <laughs> I got into a fight with a friend of mine, and then she started throwing these big words at me. I said, that's the last time you and I are playing Scrabble. <laughs> I once dated a nurse who also happens to be a nymphomaniac. Had to break up with her. Every moment she can find, she tried to practice mouth the penis resuscitation on me. Ooh. <laughs> Do atheists believe in making snow angels? <laughs> Got a new person in here. Laura, how you doing? Don't worry. It's just, it's, 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 I'm a black guy. I'm a white-sounding black guy, so that should put you a little bit at ease. <laughs> and you're from Chicago. I'm a Bulls fan. I'll just let you know. Uh, so where am I? I'm originally, well, I'm based out of Ottawa. Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Hey, eh? I'm a Canadian. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa has three world records. One is the world's largest canal, uh, body of water. Number two, <laughs> Ottawa, since 2010, Ottawa has had the record for the world's largest group hug. Aww. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Just over 10,500 people. The third world record coincidentally happened on the same day because over 10,500 wallets were reported missing. <laughs> uh, okay, does anyone know who Terry Fox is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Terry Fox. Uh, people were talk in Canada were talking about putting Terry Fox on our $5 bill, which does make sense because neither $5 nor Terry Fox could go, could go as far as they used to. I was trying to get people to watch my show today. Today, I did a show earlier today. It's like, no, I can't really watch it. I was like, come on, it's free. I'll send you the link. It's like, no, I can't. At that time, I realized I'm going to drop all my friends who are homeless. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what else do I have here? Uh, what, what else do I have here? I bought a Cleveland Indians jersey. Yeah, it has <laughs> Wahoo on it. Because this is the last year that the Cleveland Indians are going to be known as the Cleveland Indians. They're dropping the nickname because yeah. the name is racist and degrading, right? This isn't the first time this has happened. There was a team years ago called the Washington Bullets in basketball, but they were forced to change their name because the team name is uh, negative and violent. So now the team is known as the Washington Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's see if I got this straight. So Indians are racist and degrading. Bullets are negative and violent, but it's okay to take a professional sports team with black men and name them after the leader of the KKK. <laughs> That's like, crazy. Yeah, let's name that hockey team down south, the Florida Black Panthers, while we're at it. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> if so, it'll be easier to see them on the ice. Oh. oh. <laughs> I wish that there was a horror movie that was more advanced. So that the potential victims in that movie could hear the loud black people in the movie theater talking. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, I think I've got maybe one minute. I want to do this last joke here. Uh, I was talking to my friend. We're having an argument. Our argument was who has it worse, men or women? Anyone? Men or women? Men have it worse? Who? Men. Men have it worse? Oh, yep. that I agree with. Because women are more presentable, uh, smarter, more beautiful. But men, we're always supposed to like suck it up and whatnot. And with 2021 here, uh, we're told, here's the thing. It's basic social views of a man. Because any type of misunderstanding, true or not, can destroy a man's life. Here's what I mean. I was at the liquor store the other day, 10 minutes before closing time. Because I'm an expert in investing in my future. <laughs> I got, I rushed in, got myself some whiskey. It's this 12-year-aged whiskey. And I go to the cashier, I pay for it. And then right afterwards, the cashier says to me in a loud, clear voice, good night, sir. Enjoy your 12-year-old. Oh. <laughs> End of sentence right there. Because that was 10 minutes before closing time. Imagine it was in prime time in the liquor store. If, if they'd said that, I'd be, fall, be followed home by foot. I'm like, I'm not a pervert. I'm a fucking lush. <laughs> now excuse me while I go home and watch adult female porn and, and also and if that were to happen you'd find me on your Twitter news feed wouldn't you you'd see the headline 37 year old black male leaving liquor store with 12 year old blonde <laughs> oh that's it for me thank you very much rock and roll Jerry Hodges hey, Jerry Hodges hey, hey. let him hear it folks all right. Hey. Let him hear it. Yeah. May, may I unplug my show before I head out? Yes, uh, my, my show is called No Line to Cross Comedy. It's every Sunday on Zoom. Uh, we have a group on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter. It's NLTC Comedy, at NLTC Comedy on Twitter. So they put, yeah. Type all the information into the chat so people can have it. To yeah, yeah. Them. Okay. All right. No problem. All right. That's one, one more time for Jerry Hodges. All right, so here we are. On to our next performer, um, one of the regular guys on the open mic. Always makes me laugh. I'm sure it'll make you laugh. A uh, big round of applause for Bruce Lipsky. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It seems tonight there's an alcohol theme. I don't know where that's coming from. But, uh, I think I once related this true story. Uh, um, a tribe in Africa has been distilling gin for the last 200 years, and they just decided to change their formula, and they're adding elephant dung into their mix. Oh. It turns out that when elephants eat flowers and things in the jungle, they don't digest it all the way, so the botanicals come out of their rear end, and it supposedly adds to the flavor of the gin. Hmm. But the <laughs> African tribe had a problem naming this, so they had a contest. I actually won first prize. I called it shit faced. <laughs> and I suggested that they get into the kids' market and make a, a, a beverage, you know, for people that can't drink alcohol made out of monkey pee. I told them to call it Dr. Pecker. <laughs> true story, though. True story. Yeah. Um, my wife is a gardener, and I don't know if anybody has. Does gardening at all, but she has gone crazy with kale. She's become a kale connoisseur and a kale kaleaholic. And I, I did some research about kale, and I found that it's in the lettuce family. Uh, it's like lettuce's older cousin. 
You know the one that's in the fifties, four score <laughs> times. <laughs> very, very, very bitter. <laughs> and my wife is so obsessed with growing this kale that I'm not even allowed to touch it. She's even hired a special landscaper. The other day, he flew in 30 migrant workers. And they converted my garage into a boarding house. And my wife is so proud of her kale recipes. Even got some from these guys. I had kale enchiladas last week. But to me, no recipe ends well when the first ingredient is kale. And the, only, the only problem with kale is it tastes like kale. <laughs> I mean, you just can't cook kale like a regular vegetable. You have to get a big bag of spinach. You put it in a pot, and five pounds of spinach comes out like this much little 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 mess over here. But kale is the opposite. You put that in water, this thing keeps on expanding like the blob. I'm expecting Steve McQueen to pop out somewhere. You just can't get rid of this crap. Uh, but the thing about kale is, in order to prepare it, you have to massage it. But she's become crazy massaging this thing. Now, this kale is more relaxed than my bowels after eating Taco Bell. Hello. <laughs> and with this whole, with this whole kale thing, this, she's got far experience. If kale had fingers and toes, she'd probably give it a manicure and a pedicure. <laughs> but I came home the other day from working out and opened the front door, and there were rose petals in my living room leading to the kitchen. And there was some scented candles placed all around the living room leading to the kitchen. The lights were dimmed, mood lighting. In the background, Barry White music was playing, and I could hear my wife singing in the kitchen. Oh, it's ecstasy when you lay down next to me. Yes, it's ecstasy. When you lay down next to me, then I walked into the kitchen. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go out for tonight. Luckily, my lady. And she had the towel laid out on the counter. Then I said, oh, shit, we're having kale again. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Mr. Kale's the only one that's going to have the happy ending tonight. <laughs> you know, kale is part of this new group of foods called superfoods. Yeah. And in my day, we didn't have superfoods. We just had food. <laughs> but the latest superfood to grace my table is something called quinoa, quinoali, quinine. My wife corrects me and says it's called quinoa. I said, if I can't spell it or pronounce it, I shouldn't be eating it. <laughs> but the new superfood for me in 2021 is chipotle. But my son always corrects me and says it's Chipotle. I said, great, this is coming from a kid who got a 40 on his Spanish regions. <laughs> Chipotle or Chipotle, all I know, no matter how you spell it and pronounce it, I really love their pulled pork fajistas. <laughs> <laughs> That's my time. My name is Senor Lipsky. Thank you very much. Hey. Hey. Hey, Paul. Thank you, Bruce Lipsy and his little golden book of kale. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the only thing he didn't teach us is how to digest it. Uh, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think no, that's the kale of my comedy. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, you're, the kale. Your comedy is very easy to digest. You're, it's as easy to digest as yeah. that uh, elephant shit gin is to drink. <laughs> he kale. Smooth. It's smooth, but you feel just a little creepy afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bring our next performer on uh, right away because why? I don't know. Because I because I've ruined the whole show so far, and I figure why break a pattern. Um, <laughs> no, I kid. I kid. Come on. I love this guy. Um, I'd love to say that I, I know where he's from and I love it. And but what I will say is I know where he comes from. Um, Toledo, Ohio, the Limerick of Ohio. Uh, <laughs> please welcome, if you will, Jeffrey Burden, ladies and gentlemen. Jeffrey Burden. Thank you so much. Good evening, everyone. I uh, I got nothing for that intro. I got nothing. I'm no, just going to take it. Ignore me like everybody else does. Just going to roll. What did you say, Mike? What was that? I'm sorry. No. Um, <laughs> I kid. I kid. Everybody, I, uh, I'm going to do some shorter jokes. I don't know. Do they count as one-liners when they have like three sentences? You decide. I don't know. All right. So... I'm sitting down at dinner with my wife and she hands me the TV remote and she says to me, take the remote, honey. It's the only control you're ever going to have in this marriage. Hello. <laughs> oh. It's funny because it's true. It was a little, it was true. It, it was true. It was a little awkward. I don't think I can get the batteries for this relationship. All right. See what happened. Yep. Um, it's not going to work out. Translation is not going to work out. Okay, never mind. Um, let's see. We uh, we watch dogs for extra cash, guys. We, you know, it's getting a little tight. We watch dogs for extra cash. It's kind of rough. Hello. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Some owners are using that choke collar, you know, that I think they call yeah. it a Herm Springer choke collar, right? Because we'll watch, you know, two dogs, uh, Several times, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, I look at it. It's just, it's like, it's like S and M for dogs. I think they wrote a book about it. 50 shades of greyhounds. Hello. 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 Let's pause on that. Everyone. Oh, yes. Please, please don't hound me about this set. That's awful. We'll catch up later. Uh, okay, all right. Um, let's see. Um, my wife has my wife has two sugar gliders. Uh, she had to keep the daughter separated from the father because the father would try to mate with the daughter. And I understand that completely. My family's from Kentucky, so you know it's in the family. Uh, that's right. You're looking at a result of a. Okay, all right. That's a different set, everybody. Um, I have webs in my hands. What? All right. Um, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a great swimmer. I, uh, I'm, I'm clumsy. I'm clumsy, people. I accidentally nicked a coworker in the head with a big piece of glass. He's okay. Um, I just think I might have shattered my future with the company. Oh, hello. Oh. Yes. Um, <laughs> People, 
I would like to talk a little bit. I've got two more minutes about. I would like to talk about my wonderful relationship with my mother. Uh, a couple of year, a couple of decades ago, she told me that I would not make a good father. And um, that's not that's not the enjoyable part. That I, that's not that's you know right. That's uh, right. <laughs> um, just to be clear. Just to be clear. Um, you know, it's okay because I, you know, I didn't want to marry my grandmother anyways. Right. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I, uh, but you know, I, 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 you know, I never tried to, my wife has sons, right. I never tried to play dad. With them. Not my responsibility. Um, um, the only time I will step in is if like somebody could get hurt. This is when they were little, they're all adults now. And you know, at the wedding reception, the 16-year-old comes up at the time he was 16. He comes up to me and says, Hey Jeff, congratulations on your wedding, man, dude. <laughs> seeing, as how, <laughs> seeing as how you're my dad now, can I like have a beer? <laughs> I said, sure, have one. Have one. And uh so yeah, maybe I wouldn't have made a good father. My mom might have been on to something. I'm just, I don't know. I don't, maybe, you, you decide. You decide. Um, whatever. I wouldn't be a good father. You know, whatever. She worship, worships a God that had his son murdered. Okay, mom? All right? All right? Hang on a minute. Whoa, there it is again. All right, hang on, Jesus, cross, hang. Okay, uh, my name is Jeffrey Burden II, and sometimes people get hurt. Good night, everybody. Good night. Hey. That, that was a great joke. She mm. was God who had his son murdered. Whew. My God. You know, you know, I've been. I've been anti-organized uh, religion virtually my whole life, and I hadn't thought of it exactly that way before. <laughs> Here's foolish me thinking, and look at all the terrible things they're doing in his name. Yeah, really. Well, <laughs> a fish stinks from the head. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody? Is this on? <laughs> all right, never mind. Nobody cares. You know why? Cause I'm a loser. All right. That was my trip down memory lane with the Beatles. And please welcome our next performer, if you will, who may or may not um, have ever met the Beatles, but he does live in the same state, Ed Lennon, uh, Ed Lennon <laughs> that uh, John Lennon was killed in. So probably has a couple of cute stories about that to tell you tonight. So please welcome, if you will, Ed Smythe. Ed Smythe, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Ed. Well, thank you, thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chuck, and 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 thank you, and 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 I'd like to thank the one thing that's made me what I am today, cell division. Thank you, <laughs> and Al. It's, <laughs> it's time for quality control inspector at the Hoover Vacuum Manufacturing. <laughs> This thing sucks! <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for Timmy Tuba, the tax time preparer. So, Timmy, 
how does it look for my taxes this year? <laughs> really? That bad? <laughs> yes, Timmy Tuba, the tax preparer. <laughs> and now it's time for Alcatraz, the 30s movie gangster re reading your favorite children's bedtime story. So the little dog took the cat and he and put a slink cat up in his face and said, okay, I'm the big dog around here today. And the cat the cat the cat And then the big dog, and then the dog started taking up, rounding up all the other animals. And the farm animals started complaining. And then the giraffe stuck his neck out and he said, I ain't gonna stick an old neck out for an old cat, see? Cause I'm the big cheese around here, say. And then the big, then the big, then Mr. Hippo came to the dog and said, okay, all right, I'm cleaning up here, see. And the dog said, no way, Mr. Hippo. And he shot him in the snook because they got a cat. And then he rounded up the rest of the boys and shot him with a cat too. Yeah. Yes, Alcatraz. <laughs> and now it's time for electric engineer meditation. Voltage. What's those electric engineers meditating okay now it's time for <laughs> it's time for two quality control inspectors at the american mattress factory next you made your bed now you lie in it okay yep feels good okay check Yes, two quality control inspectors. Okay, <laughs> now, <laughs> now it's time for bipartisan trolls. Cry me a river, liberal. Build me an archipelago, conservative. Later that day. Cry me an European river, liberal. Here's the Elba for you, conservative. <laughs> yes, bipartisan trolls. All right, and now it's time for the <laughs> remarkable world of ants. Go, baby, go! Yeah, pick up that rock. Woo, baby, yeah, 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 yeah. You the ant, you the ant, yeah, baby, yeah. Yes, the remarkable world of ants. And now it's time for. <laughs> Let's go back to 1931 for the audition for the Gravedigger in the movie Frankenstein. Okay, next. All right, all right. That's good enough for the likes of him. No, 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 no. You read it like this. All right, all right. That's good enough for the likes of him. Next. Uh, all right, all right. That's good enough for the likes of him. No, no, no. Doesn't anybody get this right? It's like this. All right, all right. <laughs> That's good enough for the likes of him. Well, it took a while to get that casting straightened out. Well, <laughs> that's it for uh, tonight. And back to you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Love of Good our job, head. You'll never meet somebody who thinks like Ed Smythe. Um, <laughs> and I've seen a lot of comics in my day. I really have. 
um, I felt like I was right there in the casting room with you. Um, <laughs> you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to put him back on camera so everybody can read the books on that shelf. They're different every time he comes on as himself. <laughs> so, it's catcher in the rye, pitcher on the mound, shortstop on a bagel, third base in 3D, <laughs> first base on drugs, manager in a quandary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Well, I, Did I catch you at sure that time? <laughs> if Judy Woodruff ever interviews me on PBS NewsHour, I have my bookshelf all set to go. <laughs> good to know good to know one more time for ed smythe ed smythe oh, ladies and gentlemen both ladies and gentlemen um so you know what um if you don't mind laura let me take a moment no you know what never mind i'm gonna bring you it's on that's that's fine. you're more you are more important to me in a couple of announcements. No, you no, no, take, no, do no, it. You mean, no, you mean too much to me. <laughs> no, we're, we want Laura. Yeah, see what I mean? Yeah. Even, even Ned, who can barely scratch his name in the ground with a stick, would rather listen to, <laughs> <laughs> than listen to me do announcements. So I just give the people what they want. I give the people what they want. And here she is, Laura Hug. Clap a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be here. I moved and it's just been, I haven't been able to get here. So it's good to be here, you know, and I've done some in-person stuff. So that's changed everything back with all the younger comics out in the open mics, but you know, I like them and it's, I, they're, you know, I have a lot of friends, even though there's an age difference and I like the teasing that goes on. You know, we joke about each other's ages, what generation we're from. Like, you know, we'll, I'll make fun of millennials in their tight pants and they'll make fun of 9-11. Um, <laughs> actually, somebody uh, called me a boomer, uh, you know, was wisely doing crowd work on another comic and uh, called me a boomer. And I'm like, you're wrong. I'm not. I'm not a boomer. I'm Gen X. You know, I don't piss my pants because of age. I do it because of alcoholism. <laughs> it is great, young. And um, it is interesting to do stand up with people that are younger. Um, you know, uh, you all know. I mean, I started stand up in middle age, and uh, I have I've watched some of my peers in comedy. You know go through puberty while they've watched me go through menopause um and <laughs> experience to to say hey wow the booker for that show really filled out um yeah. <laughs> to turn to someone on a showcase and say oh your mustache is finally coming in and they're like yeah yours too um hello <laughs> i uh, you know, uh, women uh, often complain about not being seen and, you know, as we get older, because we're not objects of, you know, of object of um, desire more. And uh, I know that sometimes I feel that way. I feel invisible. I really miss the days when I would 
walk be walking down the street and a guy would lean his head out of the window of the car and go hey bitch you want to suck my dick man i miss that you know it's like <laughs> now they lean their head out of the window of their car and go hey bitch do you know where the trader joe's is uh, <laughs> um you know i i'm dating somebody and that's great um i uh sometimes you know i i would like more credit for how crazy i'm not um i have a lot of emotions uh, but I used to have a lot of emotional problems and there's a difference, you know, um, my partner is not very emotional. And so, but he will express sometimes dismay that I cry as much as I do over the things that I do cry over, you know, but at least they're coming out appropriately. Um, I will say you know, the old Laura had a little trouble, like uh, managing her emotional problems. You know, I was, you know, I, but what do I do now for that? I mean, for a long time, I've worked on it. You know, I go to several 12 step programs. So I have a couple of sponsors. <laughs> I see a therapist. I went to Weight Watchers. I have a meeting leader. Um, you know, I've gone to the gym. I had a personal trainer. I went to a church. Now I have a pastor. I mean, when you date me, you don't just get me, you get a panel of experts, you know? Um, <laughs> I feel like the only thing I could probably add to the team is I do need an arbiter for my feelings because they are, there are a lot of them. <laughs> and I also, you know, good or, I mean, sometimes they do get aimed at the people in my life and, and they're not necessarily negative or positive. There's just a lot of them. But it could be worse. I mean, sometimes, you know, when I'm thinking about all the miracle that I am and how I've changed, like I fight with my partner, but I don't yell anymore, you know? So sometimes though, I'll just look over at him and think, wow, you don't know how lucky you are that I didn't stab you in the middle of the night, you know, like, or that you woke up and I'm wearing a lot of your skin or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> To enjoy that femur that it's not boiling on a pot on my stove it could go you know it could just go in a lot of different directions so it's but it's not and i you know i don't say anything i'm very humble but uh yeah it could be could be a lot worse um and i think <laughs> that all i think that's all i'm gonna do i'm just i'm glad to see you all and um that's that's what i have tonight so thanks Yay. Yay. it's always great and recently a little disquieting to hear you um <laughs> oh, thanks for coming on the show and thanks especially for it being a zoom call um <clears throat> the farther away it was what i'm saying you no know i no, never mind you know just for, if i have to explain it then, then fuck you <laughs> i got it no, I know you got it. I mean, you're you're very smart, but let's face it. There's at least one guy out here who's a moron. Um, <laughs> hey! <laughs> I always like the guy who says, hey. Now you've done it, Mike. I make it anonymous yeah. on purpose. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm a little hot with you. I apologize. I see, I, I see Nez got fleas now. Is that what it says? <laughs> <laughs> 
yes, yes, that's what it says. Ned Scott, please, no. That's too bad because I was hoping, I was gonna say before I brought up our next act that uh, we usually keep the uh, Zoom call open a little bit after the show for people who wanna stay around and just <coughs> talk comedy and um, perhaps, you know, put unobtrusively some kind of a trace on Laura just to, just to be on the safe side. <laughs> um, so you can do that. Um, and you know what, we'll just, we'll just have Josh Josh will be our last performer for the evening, our headliner, if you will. And um, Chuck, then we can do our announcements and we'll say goodnight after that. What do you say? Sounds like a plan. All right. Um, and let's do that. Uh, next performer, um, really good guy. I'm, I've been trying to hook him up with a, because he's a, he's a nice guy. He should have a relationship. I try to hook him up with a relationship, but it just hasn't been happening for some reason. Women shy away from him. Um, so uh, he's a wonderful man, though. And if any of you are interested, just let me know. Um, hey, I don't, you know, I don't even know how he swings. So it's open. <laughs> At this point, it's open to everybody. Um, please, big hand for Josh DiDonato, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Mike. We all, uh, you know, define relationship differently. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> you know. I know Laura and I do, so. Uh, oh, geez, now I feel bad. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've been, uh, I'm here in Atlanta, and, uh, and I am going to go uh, see the person that I am contractually obligated to refer to as my beloved in Chicago. Uh, it, uh, it's, I've been driving. It's an interest. it's an interesting drive. I drive this last time I drove through, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Ohio, Indiana. And it was interesting, uh, you know, making that drive. It was, uh, it was only in Indiana that I saw, I think, at least 10 different uh, anti-abortion billboard campaigns <laughs> from 10 different uh, organizations. Didn't see one of those in Kentucky or Tennessee, but uh, Indiana, if you drive through Indiana, you're really, they're going to, you're going to know how they feel about abortion. They do not care for it. Um, <laughs> which, I, you know, kind of makes sense. You know, if you think about it, just like Indiana is a place where there are a lot of people who just know that they would be good candidates to be aborted. <laughs> so, really, you know, kind of a self-preservation thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, uh, you know, there's a lot of just upheaval and, Social unrest, a lot of, you know, a lot of people talking about uh, reforming the police. I don't think it's being framed the right way because, uh, you know, the phrase that is being used a lot is, is people say defund the police, which I, I don't think that that is focusing on, on the, the most important part. I think it's more about disarming the police, you know, because uh, I think that enough police personnel have shown that they 
cannot uh, handle a firearm responsibly, you know, which you might not need for a taillight. Uh, you might need a gun for that transaction, it turns out. It might almost be worse if you have a gun, it turns out. Uh, you know, so I think it's more about disarming the police, but, um, you know, I know realistically there's going to be some police personnel that will need to um, have guns for, uh, you know, a certain level of uh, ne'er-do-well. Uh, <laughs> that's what I, that's my, that's my term for criminals is ne'er-do-wells. Yeah. Uh, but so there's going to be some cops that need guns, right? I just, I, you know, I think we just need to severely limit the number of guns that they have access to. Like every police precinct should get five guns, you know, and that way they'll, you know, they'll use them when they need to, you know, like cop comes in and they're like, oh, there's a 211 in progress. Let me get gun A. And they're like, oh, no, Eddie's got that. <laughs> like, ah, uh, uh, all right, how about gun B? Oh, Jack. All right, how about gun C? Uh, it's in the shop. <laughs> they're like, all right, what about the other ones? And, you know, they're like, those are checked out too. You know what? You might have to talk to them. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Uh, I didn't get into this business because I like talking. Okay, <laughs> um, that's a uh, that's the folksy, affable uh, cop who shoots black youths uh, character <laughs> that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a you know sort of uh, there's an outcry for justice uh, in this country and dealing with racial justice and, and inequality and uh you know i think it's clear to me that uh the major corporations uh, have gotten together uh and have decided that they are absolutely committed to uh letting black people be in commercials uh, <laughs> if, if you have a, a any black friends with a sad card they're gonna be on TV this year. Um, if you, if you're willing uh, to help sell things, then there you go. Um, and people have been talking about representation in media and uh, black people. You got it. You got your representation in media. You want representation in Congress as well? <laughs> Don't get greedy, okay? Uh, <laughs> are the are the major corporations? committed to fighting the voter suppression bills around the country? Maybe not, but you know, look, they've got, we're going to put you on TV. I don't know. It's the thing is, you know, that's uh, the, the people who advertise are, are, you know, they're selling their products, but they're also selling something else, you know, which is, uh, you know, people talk about peace of mind is, is like a sort of a theme a sort of undercurrent of, of advertising and peace of mind in 2021 uh, for a lot of white people is uh, I don't want to think I'm racist. 
So that's what they're selling. It, it's like if you if you're a white guy and you see a you know a black guy drinking Diet Coke, you're like, oh, see, I'm like that guy. <laughs> I can't be racist. I drink Diet Coke. <laughs> you know. And then if you and you're like, look, I can't be racist. I just applied for a rocket mortgage. Uh, so <laughs> you know, and that uh, that thoughtful uh, black dad just did that on the commercial. So that's what I'm doing for the cause, you know, <laughs> where you're like, mm. I, you know, I can't be racist. I, I just bought the same end table on wayfair.com that, that, that strong independent black woman did for her <laughs> dorm room. Okay. This is a, uh, this is very sprawling. I think it's uh uh, I'm going to pretend like I've gone over time and, and not like I haven't found a proper ending for that. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Josh DiDonato. I love him. He's not in a creepy uh, Well, you know. Call me. No, come on. Stop. Why do you do that? Um, anyway, uh, so that is our little uh, fondue of a show tonight. Um, Ooh. A little cheesy, a little soft, but very funny. Um, <laughs> see what I was saying? I was combining the two concepts, fondue and uh, never mind. Open mic every Monday, 8 o'clock. We're going to be adding new features as we go into our new phase now that the apocalypse has passed into... The land of memory. It's the CPO Sharky of. <laughs> it's, now, <clears throat> it's now the Hooperman of shows. Oh, I'm just naming the shows <laughs> that I love that didn't run. Uh, every year I write, along with several other people, a, a full length uh, musical review. All of the music of which comes from ASCAP and BMI licensed songs. So if you come to see the show, you can know that every song you listen to will be, will be uh, one that you either recognize or that is a well-known show from uh, a musical or a pop star that you didn't listen to. Um, and the lyrics are repurposed to help the story. The stories are interesting. They have large casts, about 200 people, of whom wow. 30 and 40% are people with special needs that range from mild and unnoticeable on stage to profound and somehow the director and uh, all the other people involved with the show find meaningful ways to use all of the cast members regardless of their uh, level of ability and level of ability or disability. Um, it's very, uh, the shows are very moving um, and actually, and I'm, this is coming from somebody who's worked as a professional at a pretty high level in the business. They're actually entertaining on an absolute level as well. It's not just, hey, look, they brought out the people with developmental disabilities and look at all the things they can do. No, it's not that. It's an actual entertaining show and it gives people who wouldn't ordinarily have a chance to perform to perform. Um, and so please, Go to magicmomentsinc.org, make a donation, uh, check out the website and find out when they're going to be doing their next show. I don't even know at this point because the pandemic has thrown all the cards up in the air. But if you're ever in Denver in, uh, 
in March. That's the, when they usually have the shows uh, during spring break. And it's a great way to go and not be at a super spreader event. Um, so um, I want to thank all of our performers tonight. Um, you know, I kid around about how, you know, I say all but one of you was great and all that stuff. And I just, <laughs> but that's not really true, especially tonight. It was at least two. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, um, we had um, Jerry, Jerry Hodges, John O'Keefe, Ned Rice, Laura Hug, Josh DiDonato, Ed Smythe, Bruce Lipsky, Jeffrey Burden II. I don't think I, I, I took, left anybody out. Chuck, of course, was our affable and uh, ample producer. And um, I think we should give ourselves a big round of applause for having a great show. Right. Yeah. We, still have, uh, we did have a good show. We have uh, some gifts to give away. Oh, really? Right. I know that. I did not know that. I wouldn't have thanked everybody before this because it's like. Right. It's in the notes. Don't worry. Um, it's not like I write them for you. Uh, Elevating Connections is a charity that we donate 10% of your ticket sales to to help youth uh, who are separated from their siblings by foster care. Um, next, uh, July, next show is going to be June uh, 4th, I believe. Whoa. Uh, June 7th, Mike. Uh, so we're going to take Memorial Day off. We'll be back June 7th and we'll do a round robin, uh, my hometown hero. Uh, so come in with jokes about your hometown hero and uh, best joke wins a hero sandwich. That'll be our special that night. Oh, there's Chef Scapone. What goes with a sandwich better than... You were saying, Mike? I think I was saying the same thing you were saying, but while you were saying it. so I Right. So Chef Scapone uh, likes to taunt me with salads. And we should thank our VIP customers, including Victoria. We got you this. Uh, this is Mike's childhood castle, so you can enjoy <laughs> that. Actually, yeah. stay there. Well, whenever we built for the servants. Um, <laughs> we got you a little virtual cocktail as you're on your way, you know, enjoy one last uh, nightcap. And um, also got you these two fellas. I'm not sure what they're grappling about. I believe they're looking up for my next relationship. But either they way. told me they were wrestling. But yeah, uh, you can virtually imagine whatever they're doing. And uh, <laughs> this late night uh, meatless mm. veggie burger uh, with frog uh, and uh, enjoy that. And pop, you should have a salad, of course. Um, <laughs> We want you to have that without a salad. And then uh, those watching on the YouTube and in our general admission seats, uh, get you a car. <laughs> it's, a, it's a car on a mountain lift, uh, but, you know, it's a car nonetheless. And then we got you this lamb. I think that's virtually <laughs> yours. Oh. Looks like one of those wrestlers surprised us. <laughs> and then um not sure where the lamb went but we also got you one more sandwich <laughs> lamb and cheese oh. <laughs> and of course you should a lamb you sandwich like a, a salad you should enjoy a salad um at that is our prizes for open mic uh no sing-along buddy just uh oh, yeah. a great show and we look forward to a memorial day a nice little break and then we're back uh, uh, so uh, we're not doing a show next week. We're doing a nope. show the week after. 
Yep, June. Uh, and then uh, signups just started for June. They're available on Eventbrite. And then please just keep yourself limited to one or two a month. If you'd like to book more, just reach out to me via email and I'll take care of the booking. That way we can get new people in. So those of you come here all the time. Those of you are coming back a lot. You can choose to email me and I'll uh, do my best to accommodate you with spots. Longer spots too, for those of you who are interested in that. Yes. Yeah, that's another thing that we're going to do. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, Hey, you know, we're still on YouTube. We ought to let the YouTube people go. All right. Bye, YouTubers. Oh, we should do a silly photo. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> a silly photo for the YouTubes. Um, need one for the summer. How about uh, your best <laughs> summer look? Uh, Let me take my shirt off. Hold on. No, no. <laughs> no. Um, how about uh, completely surprised? Completely surprised summer look. Uh, and a one, and a two, and a three. Those help with the promotion. We'll see you, YouTubers.